Hey everyone, welcome to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine and brought to you by the fine folks at IMC Concerts. And today, well, is a very special day on Danny's Diary. As a matter of fact, this is the podcast that almost didn't happen. And here's why. Our guests have had myself, our engineer Troy Peach, laughing literally on the floor now for about an hour and a half, and everybody has left the building and locked us in. (laughs) So we are stuck now with Tim Lovelace and his wife, Mary Alice. Welcome, guys. We're glad that you're here. Thank you, Danny. We're glad to be here. (laughs) You may be sorry. We're almost here, but we're here. Right, and Troy is already leaning in the corner in the corner <laughs> over there, like, oh, this is going to be fun. Well, it will be fun because uh, Tim Lovelace has proven to the world time and time again that you do not have to use uh, four-letter words of a, of a profane. Uh, nature. You don't have to be vulgar on stage. You don't have to uh, be crude. You can still entertain audiences in a very Christ-honoring manner, and uh, we can all say that we're proud of Tim Lovelace. And uh, not only that, he's a fantastic songwriter, a great musician, and uh, he's all kept together by his wife, Mary Alice. (laughs) Absolutely. So what's going on in the world of Tim Lovelace? Well, um, we've uh, we've still been uh, enjoying the Living in a Coffee World tour they've been doing uh, from uh, the Stowtown Project, Living in a Coffee World. And so uh, it's been taking me a lot of a lot of crazy places, right? Well, it's opened a lot of doors. Uh, it's been uh, in the top ten on the Billboard Secular Comedy chart for well over a year, um, which is pretty phenomenal and and really affirms what you've said is that clean comedy is um, there's just a need for it. There's a need and there is a demand. That's that's the part that a lot of people overlook. There is a demand for that because. Christians still want to laugh. They do. Right. Uh, they, they may not laugh as much as they should, but <laughs> we have to, you know, it's our responsibility to give them the material to laugh at. And, uh, you know, you were telling us a few moments ago before we started this, you have just spent five days in Canada, literally mm-hmm. got home late last night, turned around, drove over here yep. uh, to do this. And, you know, your mind is still on the plane somewhere, <laughs> as is your luggage. <laughs> yes, right. My luggage is somewhere in Singapore right now, I think. But it's having a grand time. But it's having a great time. It will tour the world and hopefully be here within, you know, the next month or two. But, yeah, I got home a little after midnight last night, but I uh, was up in western Canada, and of course, I've been going to Canada for a lot of years. I do just about every province from Nova Scotia to uh, British Columbia, and, and you know, we're we're all, uh, and for the other groups that travel in, into Canada, we, we, we just have some dear friends up there, so it's a nice time there, and we was up in uh, the Dales in Wisconsin with a bunch of the guys, and IMC concerts up, up there just a week or two ago, so just just running wide open. Yeah, well, there you go. It, it, it never stops. I mean, between everything that you're doing right now, you have probably never been this busy before. Well, I, you know, and of course I like it because, you know, I'm born hyper and, you know, I think relapse twice. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. And coffee helps that so much. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'm actually to a point that I think, uh, I think I have to drink coffee to slow down a little bit now. Wow. But, uh, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, but, but I, 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 I do run a lot, but, but also I think with this project too, it's opened. I've, I, you know, I've done corporate things over the years, you know, Danny, you know, last, 
10, 15 years in different corporate events. Uh, but I think it's opened even more doors for that because there are so many companies that are just, uh, you know, the a, a lot of the secular way has just gone so far, you know, uh, across that line until a lot of companies are looking when they're having a, a family event or a corporate meeting to, to have have some clean comedy. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and of course, uh, you all know uh, the reason I do what I do is really to tell people about the Lord. So, right. so I get my foot in the door, whether it's bluegrass or country or college or corporate or, or whatever it may be, and, and of course, definitely in the gospel world, but in all those uh, uh, other uh, genres and markets and stuff, I can get my foot in the door, and then I can tell them about real joy. Right. Even though audiences of today may recognize you as a comedian and a, and a singer or a musician, uh, you have a long history in the world of songwriting. Writing, and uh, let's 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 explore that just a little bit. Um, the first song that I remember uh, that was uh, very notable, written by you, was a song the Cathedrals wrote called "An Old Convention Song." There you go. And that came out uh, about eighty eighty five, five maybe, maybe yeah, something so, like so, that. Something like that. I joined the Florida Boys in eighty seven, and I know it was already out because Les was ribbing me saying, "Why didn't you?" Why didn't you pitch that song to us? And I'm like, uh, so I think it was, I think it was around '85, and of course, cathedrals in that time period. I mean, it's you know they're and and, and on up until, until their retirement. But you know, with when they got a hold of a song and Larry Gall's producing it and George singing lead on it, you you pretty well had a good good shot. The song was going to do something just for, for the for the magic that, that those guys all, all brought to the plate. Little known fact, though, Tim's dad is the one who encouraged him to pitch that song to the cathedrals, and. Um, he, when he, it, you had never been to the quartet convention, had you, before no. they recorded that song? When they recorded it, they were doing a contest to see how many, if people could name how many song titles were within that one song, because mm-hmm. Tim included so many song titles in that song. And um, tell them, share with them about when. Was it George or Glenn who saw you the Glenn. first time? Well, 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 if I can back up a little bit, that you, you jogged my memory there. I was actually riding a friend of mine, uh, uh, Jerry Powell, out of uh, Mobile and working in a studio there. That was before I was with the Florida Boys. And Jerry been riding with Muscle Shoals Sound and also with Country. And it was all clean country. And so, uh, and I just love music. And I was raised around gospel, but I was there in the studio and we were cutting all different styles. So I started riding with Jerry and we were coming up to Tree with Buddy Killen and, and which is now Sony and everything. And so I was, we actually had a, uh, some, some things on, on the country charts and, and my dad said, I saw Bill Trailer on TV. He said, why don't you take that song? I'd written it kind of for our, our, our local quartet I was playing with on the weekends. He said, take it by there. And I said, Dad, that's just not the way you pitch a song. And, you know, they'll never listen to it. And, you know, uh, I've got an in at, at Tree, but I don't really know Bill Trailer. That's a little never hurt. So I stopped by there, and, and he said, well, we're cutting the cathedrals in a week or two. And, and a couple weeks later, I got a call from Roger, and I heard George and Glenn in the background laughing. They, they said, we, we want to cut the song. But, but uh, as to what Mary Alice was saying, when they did the contest, I came up, and my hair was a little longer then. You know, I was in the studio and, you know, out in left field, and I had this curly hair, and it was the 80s. Let's and, call it and, what it was. It was an afro. Yeah, well, they had blinking lights on it for low-flying planes, <laughs> if we want to be real brutally honest. It looked like Sly and the Family Stone on steroids. Okay, so let's call it like it, like it is. And so, so Glenn, 
again, you know, being with with his history and in the stamps, and he's thinking all these old songs. But my p- parents and aunts and uncles sang those old songs, and so uh, so I, I just put a lot of those old songs in, in that particular song. Glenn was expecting so, a so much he was older person. A, a 60 or 70 year old Stamps Baxter guy to come in and then written this convention song with talking about shape notes. And I came walking in like in tennis shoes. And, you know, back then I think it was the stone washed or whatever the, the acid wash jeans. Jeans and, and, and my hair, you know, and I almost needed to open both doors to let me in. in <laughs> wow. and, and Glenn looked up and he said, that's not exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> that was you know, the first a lot of people say met. that about and you. They still say, with a haircut, they still say that about me. <laughs> um, was that your first major cut in the in the world of gospel? Yes, yes. What are some other songs that some other artists have recorded? Oh, let's see, Mary Alice, you can help me. But um, let's see, Bend in the River uh, was on uh, Karen's first one, and yeah, Karen and, uh, Beck and you River, and, uh, and Karen attributes their sound to that song. She credits Tim often mm-hmm. with saying that song really is what what created their sound. Then th- th- you were also wrote "Whenever the Wind Blows" for yeah, them for Karen and and uh, Mary Alice and I wrote together. Um, got a BMI. Um, if you're going to talk about me, I'm going to talk about you. We we co-wrote uh, "Get You to the Other Side" for the Kingsman, mm-hmm. and then we had a number one with uh, "Knock Knock Knock" Palmetto and. And triumphant, and, and a whole bunch of the Spear family, and and uh, let's see, uh, I, I bring you forgiveness, uh, uh, and have I got a song for you? Have I got a Brian song for Free? you. Yeah, yeah. Another interesting fact: the Cathedrals and Brian Free were the only two groups back to back to sing in two years in a row to sing on the Today Show, and the Cathedrals um, did. An old convention song that Tim wrote, and the next year Brian Free did. Have I got a song for you? That that Tim also wrote. Yeah, he, Tim I, won't. I, he's not going to toot his own horn. I, so I, I I've got a song for you with uh, uh, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Do you ever stop and find yourself uh, in amazement that even though you did not set out to do this, how much just a handful of songs that you have been a part of has helped to shape? What gospel music is today? You know, I, I, it's sometimes it, it, it's you know one of the neatest things for me is not only you, you get to good the stories behind the scene or someone will come up you know and say uh, you know this song under the hills a lot of people cut it and and you hear some really sweet stories of maybe someone who was saved but I think uh, but I love to sometimes be in the back of an auditorium or a school or something and hear a group sing a song and maybe they something you wrote 20 or 30 years ago and they don't know you cut it and it's just to me that's they don't know that's, you wrote it yeah. yeah they don't know that I wrote it that's personally a thing that I love to do is just to sit back and hear groups sing a song and, and, and they don't know that you wrote it but just to kind of watch the audience and listen to the group sing it that it's, it's always kind of neat because a song is that domino effect it'll go out you know, once it's been cut, and uh, and and you never know where it's going to land. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we we've talked about the songwriting. Now, let's let's talk about your other forays into gospel music. <laughs> now, <clears throat> many people were first introduced to Tim Lovelace during your days with the Florida Boys. Yeah, and uh, you were the utility player. Mm-hmm. 
And from there, you went our garbage man, whatever, whatever, whatever left the need over. was that day. <laughs> whatever what you want to call it, yeah, yeah. And, okay. then, and then the next uh, group that you spent some time with was uh, a, a little uh, hidden group from North Carolina called the Kingsmen. You played piano for those guys for mm-hmm. about a year. Mm-hmm. You were also a piano player for Jake Hess. Well, you've done your homework, haven't you, Danny? Well, it's this case, you know. You, Google is an amazing it thing. It is. It is a great thing. Uh, but uh, let's go back to the Florida Boys days. Okay. How did you become a member of the Florida Boys? Well, uh, that's uh, – Daryl Stewart had been sick for a while, and – Less the group I played with, which was really, if I can brag on a group, not uh, 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 it was a great, it was like a regional group, and I, I, like I said, I was playing in a recording studio. Uh, but on the weekends, there was a group that had Billy Todd in it, had George Forbes, and and uh, 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 Buddy that sang with Dixie Echoes, uh, 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 Buddy Stokely, and it was a it was a really a great group because mm-hmm. you had. Billy Todd down there. on these big old B flats that were big as a as a truck and and uh, and so it was a fun group and we we played with the, the Florida Boys somewhere and so Les had had heard me play the uh, gospel piano so Daryl was sick and he called up and said could I hire you to come for a weekend so I went and got their tapes and stuff and then. Uh, I went another weekend. So I filled in for them two or three different times, like when Terry Davis was there. They just came out with when he was on the cross. So I filled in with them at different times. And then he called me one time and said, Daryl's sick, and uh, we're going out. So I was supposed to meet him down in Florida somewhere. I got on a plane uh, for that weekend. Then finally he said, can you play bass? He said, we're going to be with uh, uh, on PTL the n- next week. And I said, I guess, and I, I borrowed a bass that week. <laughs> I figured if I, it's going to be live television on BTL. Back then, it was several million. I thought I may, maybe I better try to learn it this week. But, my, <laughs> but well, I don't want to rush into it. <laughs> right, right, right. And and they also had like an electric keyboard, and Les said, have you ever played this song before? And it's right before going live i said no he said well after tonight you won't be able to say that (laughs) well this is a different school of thought well you know come to think of that that's the second time that les hung you out to dry a little bit like that because the very day that you played with the florida boys for the very first time uh i remember you telling me that you had went and got their last recording yes memorized all the songs wrote the song charts out you 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 yeah. based everything on that last record, uh, and then you on, get there. On the flight, I you, had a I had like a Sony Walkman, yeah. and I'm trying to chart while I'm on the airplane, trying to chart Larry Golf songs <laughs> with with a piece of paper and mem- memorize the tracks. After I was attempting to chart without a keyboard, and and Larry, of course, modulation every three seconds, right. and and landed, and you know the rest of it. And we got there. Les just died laughing. I was over there looking at my charts, and they're getting ready, you know, and right as we're going out, he said, uh, we don't do anything on this new project. 
just start with standing on a solid rock. I'm like, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, me. Hey, you're listening to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine and brought to you by the folks at IMC Concerts, the premier concert and event promotions company for the very best in gospel, bluegrass, and classic country music. We want you to make your plans now to attend the Pennsylvania Gospel Music Festival. It's held every Labor Day weekend in the heart of Pennsylvania Amish country. That also means good food. This exciting annual event features features many of your favorite artists and is held at the American Music Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit GardenSpotPromotions.com, click on the festival link, or you may call 800-648-4102. By the way, make sure you tell the folks at IMC Concerts you appreciate them sponsoring Danny's Diary. Our guests today, Tim and Mary Alice Lovelace. Mary Alice probably deserves a crown here and there especially there because uh, she has taken on the monumental task of not only managing your career but your life exactly and uh how did you meet mary alice she was singing in a group and i was playing back with florida boys and we her the group she was in, uh, with, uh, the Royal Airs, they were we were on the singing was it at the sea. Singing at sea, or mm-hmm. was it the Bible cruise? It, it was, was the singing, singing at sea, sea cruise, and she was singing in the uh, for the Bible for the uh, devotion. The morning chapel the morning services. Chapel, with, like there David, we go. David Ring was the speaker, and oh, I forgot that. the group yeah. that I was in. Go to very many chapel you, services. I who was speaking? Okay. Ching, wow. Ching, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Moving right along. Yes, okay. you can see the well, brownie points mounting up this. as we sit here. Well, the interesting part of that is I met actually met his parents. Before I met him, they were they were all at that chapel service, but his her parents... lawyer had advised that. <laughs> <laughs> but the other, I had seen Tim. I believe it was the night before. My, I, I will just say, my mother and I were going through a very difficult time, very difficult season in our lives, and um, it had been several months since I had really laughed. And it just was a really dark period for us. And we went on the cruise, and the Florida boys were on that first night. And I genuinely laughed the whole their whole set because Tim, you know, made, was making his infamous faces when he wasn't, you know, intentionally being funny. He just he was hilarious, and that was the first time I had laughed. Probably, I think that was in June. It was probably a good six months wow. up to that point. And so um, that was my introduction to Tim Lovelace was the laughter that he brought into my life. And excuse you me. You had her at the first hee haw. <laughs> yes, and well, continues to, and- to be a joy in my life. And, you know, one of the things that, that I love about Tim is he is really, he is a funny, a very funny person, much funnier off stage than, well, I shouldn't say that. He's very funny on and off the stage. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but he is a natural comedian. And so Tim is that guy who lives for something to go wrong in a concert. If, mm-hmm. it, if it's another group on stage and, you know, a, a cord comes unplugged or the, the um, you know, the power goes out, Tim is going to absolutely make the most of that moment. And that's when that's when I say he shines because he's just a natural comedian. Yeah, I agree with that. And so now the rest is history. You Yes. You, and uh, we, have yeah. we have two girls. Two girls and, and Mary Alice uh uh traveled saying uh we sang together for, for 
for quite a while. And uh, and uh, every single night or everywhere I go, people ask, uh, you know, does Mary Alice sing anymore or why she came off the road? And, of course, uh, when our daughter was a certain age, uh, the Lord called her to come off the road. And he, and at the exact same time, the the comedy thing just just. To, you know, God already already saw all of it in advance, but but the hardest thing for me to answer, Danny, is when people ask on the road to go. So so Mary Alliston, so she just stays at home, or <laughs> and or homeschools, or she just stays at home, and and so she doesn't do anything anymore. And I just I just start dying laughing. I'm, they're like, so what is Mary Alice doing now? I'm like, do you have? About 45 minutes, and I'll answer that question mm-hmm. because way beyond keeping the home, if if I'm gone like, you know, four or five days and keeping a home going and and our teenage girls and homeschooling, and she books my flights. Now, BSA books my concerts. People get that confused. Mary Alice doesn't book my dates, but she books Becky all. Becky Simmons' but, agency but, handles yeah, that. Becky, yeah, but, but, she, but Mary Alice books all of my flights. But uh, but at the same time, she, uh, uh, she you know, works with, with Stowtown, and she does photography, uh, like event photography. So she's done great shots of Francesca and uh, Battistelli and, and, and Max Ucato. And, and she does a lot of work for uh, Dolly Parton and, and writes for her website. And, and I could just keep going. She, she's taught online classes for a university for, for social media and different things. She, she does things I don't even know what let's, else she's doing. Let's shift anyway, this back to Tim Lovelace, anyway, shall my, we? My, my point is she does a million things, and she is uh, uh, at the same uh, – uh, but she also uh, has some, some really neat ideas even in, in, what, in what I do. Oh, so, I agree. So I mean, she, she wears a lot of hats. She a does. A lot of hats. And one thing that you did not mention that is very, very important, especially to me – is since you write a column for Singing News every month, the upside-down world of, of Tim Lovelace. Well, tell people, though, when you introduce me on a stage, if it's one of your events, what you tell them, well, I'm it's, the only it's, person that Well, does. you're still the only person that submits the columns written in crayon, okay? <laughs> you know, that, that, that's the truth. But what people don't understand is I'm actually the second person to see your column. It goes through Mary Alice first. Yes, and the reason right. why it goes through Mary Alice first is it saves me the phone call of saying, what was he thinking? <laughs> what was he thinking? <laughs> what was he trying to she, say? Well, see, Mary Alice not only uh, knows English, she understands uh, Tim Lovelace, <laughs> which is another language. I mean, I'm not only from Alabama, but I have my own language. So a lot of times what I say has nothing to do with what I mean. And so uh, <laughs> so when you and put all that together. What was really and, amazing and was watching the— laughing, and I don't know if that's an inside joke or if that's well, the life no. You know what he's laughing at is everybody else in the room was nodding their heads when you said that. Yeah. So, all right. So, Tim, I'm going to I'm going to throw you on the spot right here. We're going to we're going to make you think quickly. We're going to see how good your reaction time is. Quickly. Yes. I'm going to throw some a thinking cap. It hasn't been on my head in years. Let's go. I'm going to throw some names at you, and I want your first reaction. Glenn Aldred. One of the kindest. Uh, most underrated singers uh, in the entire world. Uh, just super kind to everyone, and uh, um, and just uh, it was like traveling with 
uh, a great uncle or a grandfather, although it wasn't that many years difference, but one of the kindest guys and everyone has nice things to say about Glenn and his singing with Stellar. Daryl Stewart. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, hilarious on the stage. Hilarious when he's not even trying to be funny and had a great touch on the piano. Okay. Hmm. Let's see here. Let's let's take it up a notch here. Because <laughs> see, you, you were you were getting comfortable. You're saying, okay, this, this is this is all going to be former Florida boys. I've got this handled. Well, we're going to hmm. change it to you now. Bill Gaither. Um. Uh, always thinking outside of the box and caring about other groups, but uh, never happy. Uh, just knowing one thing. Not only loving the history of music going back forever. But always thinking, what is the next thing going to happen? So, uh, a, a deep thinker. Hovey Lister. Uh, a consummate salesman. <laughs> always uh, having a way to, to promote something and, um, and and making that group be the best group you've ever heard. You know, Troy, our our engineer is Troy Peach of the Perrys, and he also is a member of the Singing News Radio Network staff. So he he comes in here willingly to help us out here. But he he's over here looking at me like these are not difficult enough <laughs> for Tim. So he he is he is frantically thinking of a name that we're going to throw out here in just a minute. Troy, do you have a zinger for Tim? Yes. Yes. Oh yes, yes he does. He he says he doesn't, but I can tell I can tell by the look on his face. Well, let's go back. This one should be easy. Less Beasley. Um. One of the most intelligent persons I've ever known, well-read uh, and really, truly, not just in word, truly cared about gospel music. If we can put this group together and do this and bring this young group onto the stage and, and help this group out, he really looked at it so much more than just the Florida boys are managing them. But he said, how can we make this genre of music the best that it can be? Really cared about other groups. You know, let's let's go back to something that happened back during your Florida Boys days. This, uh, Les told me this story several times. You've mentioned it a time or two. Uh, the Florida Boys were way up north. I think it was Wisconsin, Minnesota, somewhere like that. You know, and, the, and it was the perfect time to have a gospel concert in a northern state. It was January. Uh, the snow was uh, hubcap deep on a Ferris wheel. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> But the very next day, after the Florida Boys did their last date of the weekend, they were scheduled to be in Nashville to shoot a cover for Singing News magazine. Right. And uh, as buses will so often do, the Florida Boys bus took the opportunity to lay down Mm -hmm. that particular evening. And you and Buddy Lyles Mm -hmm. and a state trooper – had some talks that evening, and uh, yes. that, I think that story is the perfect way to wrap up this episode. So fill well, us in. Well, uh, and, and I don't want to make fun of any accents when I imitate this guy because everyone, I believe everyone has an accent, and I definitely know that I have one. But <laughs> the deal was, it was probably, and I don't want to exaggerate, but I'm going to say it's 20 or 30 below zero that night, and we were like on a hill on the interstate, no one around, wind blowing sideways. But the wind was just blowing so hard that it felt like, I guess, 50 or 60 below. It felt like death is what it felt like. And it was so cold. And Buddy uh, was always uh, a tough guy. You know, I mean, he, he just wouldn't complain. And 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 I couldn't really work on, a, on the bus, but I always 
wanted to be out there with the guys, at least hold the flashlight or, or grab tools for them or something. Cause Support staff. Right. So, Buddy, <laughs> I, I, I woke up, and there we were stopped, and, and you could hear the wind blowing. And Buddy came on, and he was shaking all over and went out there, and Les said, well, let's see what we can do. And the, the power, the, the bus was not running. So the heat was off, and it started to freeze. And one or two of the guys, three of the guys, said, I can't get off in this weather. You know, and I won't name names, but everybody was freezing. So I got off, and it was Buddy and Les and I. And I'm holding the flashlight, and Les is trying to get some. He needed some fuel, and his hands were shaking so bad. He said, I've got to have some more fuel, I think, to to prime with the injectors or something. And Troy's nodding his head. That sounds like, that may even sound like what it was. So way down the interstate, we could see there was like a filling station. And I don't know if it was a mile, but in that kind of weather, it it seemed more like 50 miles. Right. And so we had a five-gallon bucket, and Buddy and I uh, started walking. And as and we had blankets over us walking with them, and we're and I mean I literally thought we we may not make it, and I've been in cold weather before. We're shaking, and we got to the place, and we got some some uh, uh, some some diesel. We went inside, and we bought uh, two or three coffees, and our hands were shaking, and some hot chocolate. Try to take it back to Les because he he was shaking so bad, and a state trooper pulled up, and we just filled up with that uh, that five gallon bucket. And 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 uh, we said, oh, so glad to see you. Pointed way down there. Said the bus is down there, and we're trying to get it going. And he said, while uh, he pointed to Buddy, and said, if you want to ride with me, and that heat was just pouring into his trooper. He said, but uh, Mister, and he pointed to you. Said you'll need to walk back with the um, with that uh, uh, with that diesel. He said, I'm scared you're going to spill some of it in my cruiser. And so they all went back and had hot chocolate, and I had to walk back. And by the time I got there, uh, I decided that maybe I I wanted to do a solo career so I could have a little more control of where I'm going in the wintertime. <laughs> but, but, but we made it, and we got back in time. And that's why on that cover, when everybody's smiling, if you look at that particular cover, you can see there's like a 12-inch layer of ice over my eyes, and I'm just staring off into space. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now we know And why. I didn't thaw out until that Thursday. But. Well, and you thought gospel music was all glamour. So anyway, our guests today have been Tim and Mary Alice Lovelace. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy to have you folks with us. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode of Danny's Diary Podcast, powered by Singing News Magazine and brought to you by the folks at IMC Concerts. Don't go anywhere. More fun is on the way.